Primo Podcast is proud to be sponsored by Muskamoo. Muskamoo is a men's apparel line that is inspired by the outdoors and the concept of apparel that brings you back down to earth. Simple designs, simple layout, all your basics, t-shirts, jackets, hoodies, hats, and my favorite, the boxers. I wear them every day. It's one of the best pairs of underwear I've ever worn, and they've got a special offer for all Primo Podcast listeners. They're going to give you 15% off your next order simply by using promo code PRIMO at checkout. That's P-R-E-E-M-O. Just put that in at checkout, and they're going to give you 15% off your order. Can't beat that deal. Check it out. They use Primo Tees for their shirts, so you know it's good quality, and we're happy to have them on board, and enjoy the Primo Podcast. All right, welcome to another episode of the Primo Podcast. It's Monday morning, so we're down in the Primo studio. I'm Zach Hayes, and as always, I'm joined by Phil Hayes. What's going on, Primo y'all? Phil, welcome to the show. Today, we're going to be talking a little shop. It's going to be yep. shop talk today. Good old shop talk. So basically, this has come to light in the last you know couple weeks here, just that there were some serious upgrades needed to the warehouse, yeah. uh, not just from a, uh, some simple things here and there, but uh, there were some equipment issues and some things that had been causing problems, uh, which kind of led us to the bigger question. And the thing we always kind of uh, danced around on is, uh, how do you how do you ask for these things when you're an employee and yeah. you know you need it, but at the same time, nobody's speaking up and saying, we need new things to be successful here because if it happens in our little small company where you and I are, we're speaking on it a weekly basis just yeah. on the podcast alone. So when there is no communication and when these companies are bigger, how do you go about getting the right tools in place so that you can be successful? Yeah. And I think that's something that over time, like right now, I mean, it's, it's to be honest with you, it's something where like it all kind of happens at once. I mean, you have, you hit that busy time where you need to get things done. You need to get things out the door. And it's like, you kind of wait on that slower time to, uh, to get those things in place. And then it's like, slow time isn't coming this year. Well, it, and I guess the time for the slow time has come and gone. It, yeah. it was a, about a two week lull after new year's where that would have been the time to address it. And in our defense, we were doing things like, you know, we were focused on uh, restocking our inventory yeah. um, and doing just some basic cleanup. But in, right. I think in the process, uh, equipment got ignored. And that's one of those things that you just can't let fall by the wayside in anybody's business. You know, if you're a landscaping company and your your blades aren't sharpened on your lawnmowers and nobody's telling you, hey, this is cutting like crap right. until you get a phone call from the uh, the the angry uh, client whose yard looks terrible because your, your, your equipment isn't performing the way it's supposed to be. And it's not yeah. a, through any fault of the, uh, people who are, are doing the work aside from the fact right. that they're not letting the right person know at that point. Well, and I think that's, that's something too, is like, it's all of it, everything we have at the shop right now, it's all manageable. It works, but it's whether or not you should go ahead and take that step. Well, does it work well? Is it performing at its peak uh, 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 quality where we can look at it and say, you know, are we working at max maximum efficiency? Like, and then the answer right now is is no. And that's something from a, uh, employer employee relationship where it's gotta be, how do we go about asking for those things? Because sometimes you feel like, um, you know, as the employee, you're saying, well, 
I don't want to, I don't want to ask for, uh, X, Y, Z, because I know, you know, maybe money's tight or we're also asking for people to be on overtime. And, yeah. you know, maybe I'm, maybe I'm saving this, uh, uh, request for when something really does break down and we need to get something resolved. So what's, I mean, what goes through your head, Phil, as the employee, when you're in that situation to say, well, I'm just going to let this slide. Um, I think honestly, that's the biggest thing is just the the time thing where you're trying to get things out the door and you don't want to, to be honest with you, I know sometimes what it takes when you have to get that new equipment. And there's a lot of things that go into that with the, just the management aspect of trying to find those things. And, um, it, it's just, for me, it's more of a time thing where it's like, I feel like at times I'm trying to manage the shop and print all the time. And it's like, there's, there's, you always think you're going to have that time to like get those things done. And it just, it, the time doesn't come up. So you're, you're saying basically it's a, it's a management, a time management situation where you don't really, you know, you could ask for things, but you also don't want to come back and necessarily have the time to do the research and find the right piece of equipment yeah. because it, as, as the person who's the employer in my shoes, when I'm trying to budget for those kind of things, I don't want to go out and purchase something. And then you come back and tell me, well, this isn't really what I was looking for. It's got to yeah. come from you specifically because right. you're, you're the guy running the show over there. Um, so I can, I can understand that factor as well, that you're just looking at it and saying, man, I don't, I don't, I don't have the time to, uh, I can tell you what we need, but not exactly how yeah. to get there, you it's, know? Yeah. And it's, it's a tough thing because I know with both of us, I don't think either of us are very good at like communicating with each other. It's always and, been a struggle. Yeah. And it's something where, I mean, it's like, I, a lot of times I don't want to ask you for things because I feel like there's a lot of situations where like when we do need new employees or something where you'll tell us it's, you know, it's tight, we got to do this, we got to do that. And it's like, well, I don't want to ask for new equipment because then I feel like it might take away some other things from other people. Sure. Shop overtime, things like that. And I, I'm trying to look out for kind of, and maybe that that's probably my mistake too, is trying to look out for my employees a little too much in that situation where I know if I just ask that we can work it out, but we'll see. And that's, that's the difference though, from, from my standpoint is that those are, those are two completely different set of costs. You know, when, when you're yeah. looking at it from a, from a business standpoint, and you're, you're telling me that, you know, you're equating labor and equipment as two same thing is two of the same things, which it's really not, you know, right. your, your equipment expenses, that's something where you're, you're investing in your infrastructure, uh, which is something that you need to keep up on. It's like anything else with the roads. If you're not fixing the damn roads, you gotta, right. you, you gotta maintain those things so that, because over time, it gets to a point of no return where there's no, there's not going to be any sort of uh, way back where now you're replacing everything all at once. And that's when yeah. it gets costly. And a lot of the times you're depreciating these things out to where they're, they're, they're scrappable anyway at that point. Yeah. Um, so I think that's one of those uh, um, things that people misinterpret that it's, it, those are similar things when in reality they're not, it's like, it, it's like saying you, you, uh, you're for a household expense that you're yeah. going to, uh, cut down on your energy bill to save gas money. I mean, you, you can't it, it, for your car, you can't do that. You know what I mean? There's yeah. a, there's a necessity there and you know, you can't, you can't get into that mindset where we're not going to invest in, um, big things like equipment 
because uh, we need to save it for other 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 things, cost wise. So that's that's one of those things that we just need to be aware of when you're when you're when you're thinking of how are we spending our money as a company. Yeah, and I also think an, another issue for me there is kind of like some of the the equipment that we have at the shop was kind of scrappable when we purchased it. So there's other things there, like uh, the one manual press we have, the big heater we have, where they were kind of like, they weren't in very good shape when we got them, cause, but for the purpose they were serving at the time, it's definitely something that we... Well, yeah, but at the same then. time, yeah, but you're talking something that we've been using for for over six years now. I mean, that's, yeah. that's something that's been in, you know, it's not like it's something that's, that's brand spanking new. Um, it's it, like you said, it served its purpose, but instead of, you know, looking at it and saying, this isn't working anymore, you know, you know, six years for, for, a for a, a piece of equipment that you maybe paid a couple thousand bucks for, right. that's a, that's a good amount of time. I mean, you got your money's worth at that point. Yeah. Um, so then it's going through and, and prioritizing, I think, and saying what is, and, and this is kind of what I, I did to kind of help the conversation move along a little bit was here, Phil, here's a, here's a breakdown of, uh, what I'm looking for. Here's the information I need to uh, come from you so that we know where we're moving ahead and what what uh, what is prioritizing uh, in the best possible way for these equipment purchases. So what is an, an immediate uh, uh, replacement? Yeah. What's a six months to a year out replacement? And then what is, yeah, that would be nice, but it's not necessary. It's like kind of almost like a, a wish list. If I had a yeah. bottomless budget... I'm going to go purchase this. Right. And that's something that, you know, I did a lot of looking over things yesterday. Um, that list is started. And I think it's something that's, I think it's awesome because the more I talk to the other employees at the shop and everything too, they give some, some of their input and it, it's, it's good because it's like, it gets everybody excited too. It's like, oh, yeah, shoot, it's, it's kind of like Christmas. Stuff. It's a, yeah. you know, it's, and, and this was something as simple that we realized when we were going through this conversation, you bought some new squeegees or you yeah. had gotten some, were they, did you go get them sharpened or you just, no, we bought some new ones. Cause Becky over there, Primo Becky, printer, shout yeah. out to Primo Becky. She likes her uh, aluminum squeegees. I can't stand them. I like the wooden ones, but she, she really prefers those. So we got our couple of those and her prints have been looking better than ever. See, and that's a thing. And, and when you're looking at stuff and you're, you're looking at the quality of what's coming off the, um, the press, sometimes it's not a matter of the ink you're using, or it's not a matter of the, the equipment you're using itself, but it's these little details like a sharp squeegee or a brand new squeegee. Yeah. These things die out as well. I mean, not every, right. th- this is where we, we get into this habit of we're just doing things to get by. And you can't do that because you look what happens, a simple fix, like a new squeegee. What was it cost? Like 50 bucks? Yeah. Right around 50 bucks. A $50, a $50 expense is going to result in a better quality product coming yeah. off the press. Well worth it in my opinion. And those are the little things that are, those are, those should always be the answer on that should always be that's an immediate replacement item. That anything is that, there, yes. anything that anything that's a a quick fix or an inexpensive fix that's going to improve anything. That's like when I when I said the use the example of a uh, uh, the landscape company sharpening yep. your blades is a quick fix and it should yeah and it's a low cost thing. So like what are those are the things as a business that you're going to have to decide on and say I can't do without this because it's such a low. Uh, cost and it's just regular maintenance um, that it would be foolish of me not to invest in that. 
Yeah, that's something we've done on a regular basis too. We, we have sharp, our, we, we get our squeegee sharpened on a regular basis, semi-regular. We have like a batch of sharp squeegees and a batch of flimsier squeegees. And that's something that you really do. You need that. And we have, I think, four or five that are sharp for like the nice detail jobs sure. that you need. But yeah, it's something you, you definitely have to keep up on or else your prints aren't going to look as good. And I think that's another thing is kind of, yeah, my question to you would be, where, what's the limit like price-wise as far as something that I don't have to come to you about and just say, hey, this is going to better the shop. You trust me to get it. I don't want to make big purchases. Well, that's you, where that's where the uh, that's where a budget comes in for your department. I mean, if I'm yeah. if I'm going to work with you know uh, Kelly at the shop here, and she's going to be doing social media, and you know she says, well, I want to I want to promote something, or I want to do a sponsored ad. I'm not just going to say, yeah, go ahead and do it. I'm going right. to the question is going to be, how much are we spending? And that's that that's where an annual budget comes into place. And usually, what happens is. Um, a department would come with a proposed budget for what they think is a reasonable expectation of what they're going to spend over the course of a year. So you have your annual budget in place and then it either gets approved or denied by uh, the higher ups. And then you're saying, okay, yes, I think we can, let's, let's take um, investment in, uh, capital equipment, and we're going to reduce that by 5000 and we're going to put that into just regular maintenance. So that way, there's no question moving forward that, yes, this money can or cannot be spent as long as you maintain it within your budget. And right. that's where that's because there it would be silly for me to put a budget in place without knowing what those things actually cost. It's, it's you're, you're in it in the day to day. You know what's necessary. So you almost have to like propose this as a this is what we need to be successful. Yeah. And I mean, again, that's, I think that's something where it comes into play of like the whole thing of, I'm kind of stuck on the press all day. So like to get a budget going and things like that, it, I mean, it is, it's tough to find the time. And most of the time after the day, it's like, I, I go home and I crash from being on my feet all day. And it's tough for me to get that, you know, to those. I get it. I get it. But there's, there's that, there's just that position where that's what it entails. I mean, it's, 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 you know, you, yes, you are on the press all day, mm-hmm. but you're not getting paid like a guy on the press all day. Do you know what I mean? I mean, from a wage standpoint. Yeah. But at the same time, the, like after like 60 hours a week on my feet, it it's like, and then I got stuff to do at home and things like that. I mean, that's, it's, it's a lot like when, when we had our father working here, he was working 60 hours a week just in that managerial position too. So it's like if he found things to do for 60 hours a week, it's like it, it's tough for me to find that extra time. I feel like I, it would be literally another like 40 hours a week to get that stuff done, to get no, the managerial ta- stuff. Yeah, but you're, you're talking, you're talking a, a one-time budget to yeah. put together in the, you know, and that's what we were talking about. What do you do in those slower times? Right. Those are the kind of things that you got to do instead of saying, you know, Hey, let's back off on, on stocking some of this inventory because we've got bigger fish to fry. That's where yeah. the communication's got to come into place because there were, we were scheduling work yeah. just to keep people busy. So that tells me that there's time available there. And when we're not focusing on those big things, it's the oh shit moment when now we are busy and yeah, now you are working 60 hours a week. You weren't working 60 well, hours a week in the beginning of the, the, the year. Right. You but know the, what I mean? I, those, those inventory jobs, I, I didn't 
print. I don't think I printed any of those. That's the thing. I was, I was trying to get the shop cleaned up. I put transparencies away. It's, it's things like that. There's so much to do around there. And in, in both of our defense with this, I mean, usually our slower time is a lot. It's not usually two weeks. It's usually a couple months where I thought I had a good chunk of time coming up to get things into place. So I, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I think, and that's, that's my fault as far as not maybe uh, communicating to you as well that maybe we needed a little more help with that type of stuff. And I, I definitely take that responsibility because that's, that's on me uh, for not coming to, but it, it is, it's right now. I mean, it, it's always that busy time. We end it. We you hit think that it's going to last time. longer than it actually does. And it never, it never does. No. I mean, and, uh, and, and even into February it's backed up, which is, I mean, it's good, but you know, you, we sit there and, and I think people listening right now are probably like, well, freaking hire somebody else, guys. Come yeah. on. This is an easy solution. But guess what, guys? We it's try. Not, it's yeah. not, they're not out there. We, we've, we've been down this road so many times where we've seen people come and go. And, and the biggest thing I think for any business right now, because I talk to people, I I'm, I'm in this, I I'm, I'm, uh, it doesn't fall on deaf ears. Good help is hard to find. It and is. it's, it's, it's almost impossible to find right now. Um, you know, so those things that sound like an easy fix by saying, Hey, well, Phil, hire somebody to help you out or hire somebody to maybe, uh, train on the press. Gosh, if, if anybody out there is listening and they want to come in and, and learn, learn this trade, go for it. We're, we're, oh, love it. we're all ears, uh, come in and be a part of the team. Cause we do need help. Yeah. There's no, uh, no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Um, so we're trying our best to do as much as possible. And when, you know, when we're trying to look ahead like that, it's just, it's almost discouraging because you know, you can't be as successful as you want to be because, uh, you don't have the, the, the staff on hand to do it. Yeah. And anybody like, like Zach said, anybody that would be willing to come in and learn more, will train you, um, on how to print t-shirts because, that's a big thing. If I could get a couple jobs off off my plate today, then we can get all those things taken care of. And we might even let you be on the podcast. Yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> what what more incentive do you need at that point? It's a win win. So, I mean, I think Phil, this is this is turning into a communication breakdown. Basically, yeah. it's it's I need this, but I'm not going to tell you I need it, and you're not asking me to do these right. kind of things. So it's like. And, and I think what we've done recently, uh, implementing a, a once a month meeting only because if we were in the same building, we would, we would be meeting every morning. Essentially, We'd have a, you know, we'd have a staff meeting and it would be what's on our agenda. What do we need? What do we, uh, what, what is a, uh, uh, what's causing um, slowdowns, how yeah. can we fix things? But with being in two different buildings and people are on different work schedules, I mean, right. you and I start early. Uh, but some of the rest of the staff, they don't start coming in until nine, sometimes even 10 o'clock. And yeah. it's hard to get everybody on the same page without that consistency, because, you know, you guys can start as early as you want over there at the right, warehouse. Exactly. We have to be here until five o'clock, you know, so it doesn't yeah. really matter when we start because you know, you're going to be here till five every day. Right. Yeah. Um, so that's, but that does help things a little bit. Uh, and, and that's where you can meet with your staff and maybe you say, Hey, Becky, if you get some downtime and cause Becky's the type of person where she'll, she'll go and do a little bit of that homework off the yeah, clock and she'll figure sure. out like what, what, uh, what new things we can implement and maybe some, uh, equipment. So I think if you maybe delegated those tasks to yeah. her and said, Hey Becky, when you get a chance, 
just go ahead and, and look some of this up. Tell me what what falls on, onto your wish list because right. they're working too. So it, it, she might find something that uh, you were unaware of too. You know, yeah. And looking through those things over the weekend, it it, it is. It's exciting to look at those things and and kind of get excited again about your job and say, hey, this this stuff in the future, like we could really get things moving along. Nice. And that's, that's, you know, you kind of said it there, get excited about your job again. Yeah, How often sure. does that happen? I know. I mean, it's hard. You're, you're anybody who is, you know, and I think most young people nowadays, you're not at a place for a lifetime no. like it used to be. It used to be, you go, you get a job, the company takes good care of you. And then you, you, you retire with the same company. You're like, you know, um, you know, you're, you're, you're in that situation where you don't have to go look elsewhere, but nowadays job hopping has just become the norm. I mean, people are, are going to have 10 different, um, companies that they're with by the time they retire. And that's just unheard of. Uh, uh, so, so we're in a situation where there's not a lot of change. No, we're, we know we're kind of in this for the long run and there's not going to be that job hop. So what do you do in that situation to get excited about the job again? And I think Phil, you just kind of introduced a topic for next week. Like yeah. how do you get excited about your job? Again? Right. And, and I think that's a, that's a great thing for us to cover and discuss more. But right now, you know, when we're talking about that, uh, that shop communication, it's, it, it's huge and, yeah. and it's such a simple solution, but no matter what we, we do, communication always tends to be that, that bugaboo that, that's it, sitting out there it always and, has been, yeah. and it, it just never, um, you know, never kind of gets corrected no matter how yeah. many times we talk about it. Right. Um, so I think it really, at that point to me, you just gotta, you know, my advice to people would be just to speak up yeah. because I, my thing has always been, I can't correct things if I don't know it's a problem. And then, you know, when, when we get situations that come up and, and, um, you know, other people get brought in or, or something else comes along and it's like, well, yeah, this is a problem. Well, we didn't, I didn't know it was a problem, right? But they're finding it, they're finding out, you know? So it's like, those are, those are things where all it takes is being honest about something. If it, if it's, you know, is this a problem? Eh, kind of. But then in reality, in your head, you're thinking, yeah, this is a really big problem and we should fix it be open, be honest, because that it, it can't be that the boss is always right about everything. Cause it's not the case because you're in it. Like I said, right. Those, those things need to be brought to light by the staff. And if I'm giving advice to now an employer or a business owner, my advice is to let people know that it's okay to speak up. It's gotta be, yeah, if you see something, say something, you know, right. I think we brought that point up before. So, uh, be as vocal as possible and let, you know, your staff know that it's going to be an open door policy to say, if something needs to get fixed, you come to the idea with tables or come to the table with ideas, yeah. you know? Right. No, I agree with you totally. And I mean, I think it's something that we just keep working on moving forward. I think it's a good conversation to have. It definitely, let's put it this way, it never hurts to have conversations like this. No, and I mean, it doesn't have to be done over the airwaves either. It doesn't have to be in the form of a podcast. It seems to be easier for us. Yeah, but, but I mean, this was something where it's like, it's, uh, you know, we were trying to come up with a topic for, for the, the podcast today. And I'm like, let's, let's just, you know let's hash out some of the, the, uh, the issues that we're having, right. because if it's a problem for us, it's a problem for other people too. Everybody. We're not in this alone. Right. There was that, I, I tweeted out this, uh, um, this quote from a, a quick 
video I was watching with a, a screen printing company and it was yeah. two people. And the quote that stuck out in my head from what they were talking about was, uh, you're in hell, I'm in hell. Right. We're in this together, basically. Right, exactly. So it's stressful for everybody. Everybody's right. putting in a lot of hours. We're never getting done as much as we want to get done. But guess what? We're in war. We're in battle right now. Yeah. So we're in this together. And if we're going to be successful, we have to work on it together. So my pain is your pain and vice versa. So yeah. that's that's the quote that stuck out to me, that no matter what it is, we're in this together. And if we have that attitude moving forward, it shouldn't be uh, uh, uh a failure to communicate or no. to, to feel like we can't say something if it's an issue. Yeah, for sure. And if you think about it, how far this company has come, you know, with bad communication, think how far it can go. If we have some decent, nowhere to go, but up from here, people, right? Nowhere yeah. to go, but up, uh, we'll end it on that note for but, sure. Uh, you know, feel free to tweet us some of your struggles yeah, um, let us know. At, at Primo T's on Twitter and uh, at Primo Phil. You can follow us on Instagram at, Primo USA and at Primo Phil. Uh, as always, new podcast every Monday for the Primo Podcast. Download it on iTunes or find us at primotees.com. Uh, and don't forget, content is king and the struggle is real. Mm-hmm.